Greetings, everybody. We are here at uh, the Los Angeles Performance Center. Someone forgot to turn off their ringer. It was me. It was you? It was me. Vince. Shout it's, out. Shout I out. immediately thought it was me, but I could remember turning my ringer off 30 seconds ago. Well, right the best part is shout out to Lauren, who set the camera up for us and then just text me because she says she gets nervous that she didn't start she it. She wanted to make sure. So, so she that was her. Walked five feet away and then sent me a text. So, uh, yeah, blew up the intro. And Aubrey, I'm okay if you mention it. We said we're, we're, we're letting everyone, everyone know about our, our, the crew here. Yeah, that's so fine. It's, we're, we're an open book here. Aubrey, uh, who uh, covers, helps cover the team and the players and so forth, she texted me right as I walked in here, and she's sitting right there. She's literally 20 steps away. Couldn't walk in here and say that. No. Or couldn't have told me two minutes before I walked over. Well, they know how important this is. And Aubrey listens to this. And they're, if anything, they're professional, as professional gets, and they would not interrupt our podcast ever. Never. Unlike Mitchell, who came in one time. <laughs> this is holy ground. And this is what started all. We said if Mitchell came in and he quietly pulled out, I go, next time you come in, come in and yeah. we'll, ch we'll chat with you. We should have Mitchell on. This should be an open, this would be a revolving door, open door, whoever wants to come in. Mitchell's very interesting. Or some people call him Mitch. Yeah, Mitch. That's a good dilemma. Did you hear about uh, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears? And it was Mitch Trubisky in college, and they said, please call me Mitchell Trubisky. Well, what about Giancarlo Stanton as Michael? Yeah. That was one of my top uh, goal, uh, one of my top sports center calls when I, I Giancarlo standing in home run. I go, Giancarlo! And people loved it. Yeah. Just screamed it out. Just making noise. People love that stuff. Well, I mean, that's a good change, right? I yeah. would change my name to Giancarlo, too. Giancarlo is very cool. Especially when you look like that. I love that He's our, huge. I love that our intros go right off the rails. I insist on it. I insist on it. Uh, John, well, we, we got, a mini, it. got a mini segue there. Giancarlo Stanton, now uh, a member of the New York Yankees, which is where... Uh, LAFC played this weekend, first road, road game, and we'll just get this out of the way because uh, a lot of people are asking about that. And we'll just let the players and the coaches off the hook. We'll just say it. Playing at that, playing at that field in that facility is not fun. It's a, it's a shock to the system, to anything you're accustomed to. You just got to get over it. You've got to get it over with and try and get as much out of it as possible. You prepare yourself uh, probably for some weird things to happen. I don't know about how the home team, I think the home team has to use that to their advantage because yes. I think it is our home field advantage in a huge way. It's like playing at altitude. It's like uh, playing in the cold or whatever it is. This is a unique circumstance and you have to find a way to overcome it. And whatever, whatever you might think, LAFC were able to do that. Yeah, if you play there 17 plus times a You're season good. and you, you go, Hey, yeah, we have this home field advantage, but we refuse to use it. I mean, that's just a dereliction of your duties as, a, be, as a manager and as a but team. But we should we should look into that because there is a distinct advantage to playing there, and you know the little the little tricks and the little nooks and crannies that you can play to your advantage. You do it. Well, there is, and the best part is, so they we play there. Yes, it's weird. It looks weird. It's really tough to watch on TV, and they kind of got hammered on national TV. And what's out today? Oh, we're close to finding a new home. It's, they're so good. They're so good at this. No, no, no Max, it's don't not clap. Really? It's you not going to happen. Yeah, you know what's happening. We're close. But they to say we'll get home. an answer soon. I know. Well, that's what they always say, right? And then uh, remember there was. We're the, moving the team to Cleveland. What was the last one? The, the, they were around the docks or something. There they was one. Maybe there was a, a in Queens. There was a while back. Yeah, and what then happened to that? It disappeared. They played at Yankee Stadium, and the, the Queens area is kind of owned by the Mets. Not owned by the Mets, but a lot of property is where they have yeah. the U.S. Open, which is a huge facility, and they have like a few tennis courts. It'd be a great place. Uh, you have the public transportation there, but that ain't going to happen. No. But there have been people watching it. They said these games really shouldn't be uh, as much on TV. You see them a lot less for that reason, just for the aesthetics. And, you know, you can feel a bit of a malaise around that franchise. They're still a good franchise. They're probably going to be a playoff team at the end of the season because they're very proactive about that. But that kind of... Yeah, the grass it's a, it's is not kind gross. Of it, is it down? 
The camera angle's not good. And this is before this is before the Yankees go in there, and then they have to have to deal yeah. being, you know, well, the Yankees co-tenants. Are, the funny thing is when the Yankees go in there, it's actually going to make the place a little bit better because they'll keep the grass green at least. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Which is sad. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, other than that, I mean, it does not look great on TV. But, yeah, let's just talk about the actual soccer aspect of it. I mean, you look at the team that, that LFC put out there, and they're definitely very cognizant of it. I think – uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but Latif, the man, the versatile man out there, right. they put him out there. I mean, that, that's almost tailor-made for him, right? There's less spaces on the ball, and you say to Latif, hey, man, just get out there and do you. Yeah. Be energetic. Get on top of guys. And Latif made me look very smart. People were texting me before the game as I just kind of put out. See, here's what happens. The team goes. I don't travel with the team, so I get a chance to maybe just be Never? Uh, I did. I went to Seattle, and I'll, I'm going to try to go to Minnesota, and I might try to go to a few more, but rarely do I actually travel the team, and it's actually kind of nice. It gives me a chance to uh, kind of just sit back, watch it on TV, maybe take it in more. But So I'll give my kind of you know, thoughts on the lineup, and one of the things someone said to me is like, well, are you sure about Latif there? I go, Latif's a better passer than you think. Two, he's going to get, he's going to disrupt play higher up the pitch, which, will give him, which in itself is a, a way to creativity, and he'll play forward. And what does he do? Disrupts a uh, play out the back, finds Carlos Vela, 1-1. Vince, genius. He, and I think Latif, oh, prom- Vince, he did it for me. It's all Vince's uh, credit You're given. You're welcome. Uh, I thought Latif had one of the better games he's had uh, as an LAFC player, and it really fit the bill for that place, and he found space when there wasn't space, and I think that's the most you could ask of these players. Well, you bring up a really good point. So we talk about Latif, and it's so easy to say, oh, he's energetic, he's quick, he does this, but... I think sometimes it gets lost that he's a very good soccer player. Like, let's not forget this. And there were some times He's got he, great instincts. He yeah. knows where. I mean, he kind of turns and he goes, which you always want to see. You see a guy, whether he beats the guy in front of him or not, he's going mm-hmm. to try. Especially as we seem to get more of a foothold in the second half. Latif was turning out of pressure. They were finding passes through the midfield. That's, if you want to break down the two halves, the real missing link was that first half, there was, I, I can't think of more than two or three passes between midfielders. That is part of the game model. The, the midfield has to be able to work amongst itself to get the, field, get the team high up the pitch. Now, that pitch, it's difficult to do that, right? And York even changes up their lineup a little bit and says, we'll put three guys in the middle to combat your three guys. So that, that made it tough. But I think in the second half, LAFC started to get... false nine, too. They, they were yeah. going to... Well, and Matriza Everything's going to be much deeper. Matriza just cherry-picking, willing to... I mean, the guy, it takes three to four guys to get him off the ball. I mean, he's a, a fantastic player, and I'll readily admit... I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> See, I don't bring this stuff up. It's against, I know, but he on LAFC Black and Gold was very curious about the move. But I agreed with you. A uh, young Romanian player way off the grid. I'm like, what? I mean, maybe if it's like a, a young Honduran player or an American or what have you or Argentine, which we know is a great pipeline, but that was weird, but it seems to be working. So New York City FC did their due diligence. So far, it looks like they got a good-looking young player with a very high silly. And I'm finally seeing the, the Giovinco comparisons. I mean, yeah. the, the ability to kind of float left, pick up that ball, and just take it the whole way. The one thing I would say is he's probably the, the missing piece for his game. Maybe it's the guys around him. He doesn't really bring his teammates into the game as much as Juvenco no. did. But I think there's a lot. But he can hit a free kick? A, yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot there. A, this, is, this all happened very quickly, and now he's a young yeah. man a long way from home, and he is in New York. So has his own challenges. Playing uh, on a unique field, which he's a little different than what he's accustomed to doing, and I think we can give him a little bit of time. But by the way, getting back to Latif, you can see the value, becoming one of the more valuable players because of what's happened in the last two games where he's coming to be able to play right back uh, to fill in for Steven Betashore and then coming to play there. And then I think that keeps teams guessing to have that 
that uh, wild card, not wild card, but that ace up the sleeve, just to use another uh, gambling analogy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can, uh, you were out there doing Match Day Central. Yes. Um, and you were there doing the pregame, and what's one of the things that the, uh, that the guys out there did, for, first thing when they saw Latif, they went ahead and moved him out to right. the right. They so, had like the wingbacks. So you think New York, I mean, New York has to look at it, maybe think this is true. I it's mean, possible <laughs> he could shift out. I should have called you and said, asked that, but I was like, I was a little bit, hmm. Could it be? I mean, we've done it that it, last year. There was a kind of a style like that, but it's not. That's not in the books now. No, I know. I mean, Especially there. Let's let's be fair. I get to watch training. Yeah. I did get to see Latif play as kind of a free number eight a little bit in training, so I knew that that probably wasn't going to happen. But I would say this: I also did think that it could have been a nuance that could have happened though in game. That's one of those things that you know really good teams are able to change the. They keep their game model, but because formations aren't tactics, formations aren't your game model. You're still going to want to play the same way. You're still going to want to find yeah. passes essentially, but you just set up guys differently, especially if you have a small field. And I thought, you know, great teams are able to change even their formations within within matches. So, yeah, I could have seen that happen, but I knew from the start, no, Latif's going to play central, and that's what he, he he's versatile like that. Yeah, it was tremendous. And again, it's worth mentioning two missing starters when you look at the list of stuff that. Uh, LAFC had to overcome, including the first road trip, because it's a shock to the system when you get away from that comfort. They've, this is a, a complete departure from last year where they had to be on the road and they're waiting for their stadium to be built. Stadium's been built. Everyone lives here. There's no new players coming down the pike. Every, everyone's comfortable staying in their own homes. Uh, first two games, complete creature comfort run of the mill. And then this, and they, they looked comfortable. They, they adapted to it. Now, and they have a home game coming up, which we're going to talk to, and then they have two road games. So to see how they react or how it, it, it seemed very uh, a collective effort, even on social media, I was seeing it. There's a lot of fun photos in New York. There was, everyone was together. And I thought they answered it pretty well. Could they have lost that game? Sure. Could they have won the game? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, absolutely, That's right? The last soccer, kick of the game. But the sport's weird because you kind of get this thing and you say, they deserve that. They deserved something out of that. And, you know, maybe it's cliche, but you get a point on the road, even if you're a good team against a good squad like New York City FC, and that's, that's a nice thing to put in the bank. Well, against a good squad, we said adverse conditions, you're missing some starters. and That list of things. And this is the first time that we've gotten to see LFC just go, hey, we can just roll. Unless, unless you have like CCL, like hopefully LFC will have in the near future, um, the, ability, the ability to roll out the same 11 is, is going to be a big part of what's going to be successful for you. But, you know, sometimes you've got you to gotta move guys in and out. And I think... The biggest, one of the biggest aspects is, yeah, the, the team grew into the game. They had, to, they had to deal with Danilo playing right back. That's probably not his favorite position, uh, especially when you have uh, New York who's saying, you know, they, they have a smart team, they have a smart coach. He's looking and going, okay, Steven Bateshore's out. Well, let's always attack down the left. I think they and exclusively they went yeah, down and that Yeah, they side. found success that direction. Yeah. And why wouldn't you? Right. And, and Steven Bateshore, a reminder of his value for this team. Not just as a right back, but I think getting everyone on board in that area. We see him, he's always very, uh, he's always communicating and, and having these real personal conversations. I think with Latif a few times, he's like, come here. Yeah. And they, he works things out. Yeah, but at no point did I think that NYCFC had raced out far enough that LAFC couldn't catch them. And I think it is a good point. We, that's a game they might lose last season. But the combination of the team knowing each other, having an inner resilience kind of within the squad, and then Carlos Vela. Yeah, uh, he, incredible goal right up. I mean, he was just uh, was as the crow flies. That run got behind it, tried to dislodge him off the ball. It's very difficult to do. And uh, the already the front-running MVP candidates, Carlos Vela, is there, may, probably at the top of the list. Uh, 
incredible that he can come up at the big moment, is which he does. I don't think he made the MLS 11, by the way. No, he was he a didn't. substitute. Huh? Two, goal, two goals and, and to lead your team back and you're a substitute? Yeah. Again, I think right. they're it's okay. a little bit of that East Coast bias. Oh, I'm you heard saying. it. Because they're asleep sometimes when Carlos is playing. That's not true. I know you guys are wrong. Not but you're a little time. groggy. You're a little groggy. Yeah. Not this time, but by and large. So, and then he had this great celebration. Uh, it's great. It looks like he swung a baseball bat before. Yeah. It was very fluid. Can I tell? And, so, was it Larry Freeman? Or someone put a, they put the, someone hitting the ball out in right field at Yankee Stadium, that very short right field yep. fence. And with the call, it was pretty cool. So whoever put, put that out, social media, excellent. Our content team moves fast. Yeah. We move very wasn't Larry, fast. I can see Larry Freeman. Larry Freeman reposted oh, it. Larry Freeman. Larry is our biggest fan. Yes, but he so did not create that on his. No, he did not create that. But once he sees something that gold, it's, he's got to get it out yeah. there. And I'll say this. As a fan that somewhat likes baseball, not as much as Michael Rosen, who gets ah, a shout out, loves, ah, loves his baseball. He's sitting on his laptop watching spring training. But I'm curious. Who does that? I, it makes Rosen me does. curious when you, when you see guys that you wouldn't normally think swinging a bat. Carlos left-footed swings left, left. That interests me because yeah. I've, I've watched Jordan Harvey swing a bat, left-footed swings right. So this is bring up, we had that discussion about getting to see uh, the jump shot of Carlos Vela because that's his love. He loves basketball. So if he can swing a baseball bat, I have a feeling he probably has a pretty sweet it was James Harden-esque. It was smooth, right, at yeah. least? It's very good. I mean, I don't know if he could deal with the heat, but... You know, if he gets one down the middle, he could. Maybe lay down a bunt. So he came up big. Yeah. And uh, those two goals after what he did last week, the last two games, they've turned to Carlos Vela for those moments, and he's provided them. And I think we know that the rest of the team will be able to do that as well, whoever it might be. But right now, Carlos Vela, when looked upon, has been fantastic. He looks, he looks strong. He looks fit. It's it looks great on the road. It looks, I mean, people are coming after him, and he's answering the bell time and time again. So this is a great development right now, early on for LAFC. Yeah, I think Christian Ramirez said either after the sporting game or after Portland, he said he's told Carlos, we will go as far as you carry us. And, and I don't think that that's a, a slight to the rest of the team. Your best player has to be your best player. And if they can fall in line, especially when Carlos can be good in those moments when maybe the team's not playing their best, the conditions aren't their best, uh, they're not getting the calls. If the team can rally around a captain like that, that's the type of captain Carlos is. He's going to be the guy that's, he's not going to rah-rah you. Um, he's not going to be screaming and yelling in your face. He's going to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you the, way, the path. I'm going to show you the way through this team. You follow me and I'll take us there. Yeah. And I think, and Bob said it, the one thing, it, you know, people hammered him last season. What, what can Carlos do better? What can Carlos do better? Just be better in the biggest moments. Yeah. And so far he has been. Yeah, and there's a couple times when it wasn't the case there. Uh, last season, working on a consistent basis and a very interrupted season to give him, you know, a, a reason because it was it, that was challenging certainly for Carlos and it was year one. Two substitutions in this game that I think people were talking about. Uh, Dio comes in a little sooner. Mm -hmm. He comes in right at the half uh, for Christian Ramirez. Made an impact, but then it didn't really until the very end where he had that that I guess guilt edge chance. It was not. It was, it was so the ball, the it was ball pops out to you. I guarantee if Dio was sitting right here next to us, he goes, I, I finished that nine times out of yeah. ten. But, yeah, the ball pops out to you. It, it's made that much more paramount being that it was literally right. the last so kick of the game. It, yeah. But Sean Johnson, you saw Sean Johnson when, when that ball hit the side of the net and the, the side of the net that he wanted it to hit on, he was kind of like, ooh, okay, yeah. we're good. Well, look no one's 100% here, and then to hit a ball so perfectly like he did Sporting Kansas City, it didn't hit perfectly there, but 
close. Certainly gave a scare to Sean Johnson. It shows you the body work he's working. I think Dio's going to be able to tuck those away. So um, Dio's going to get his chance to start in the next game. We'll yes. talk about that. So he'll get more than likely a full 90. The other substitution that happened was Adrian Perez coming in, and the people at some point wondering, Andre Horta, why is he not coming into this game? And there's obviously been... Uh, for a guy coming back who's struggled with some, a, a few minor injuries here trying to get, you want to put him in a good spot. Yeah. And this wasn't really that spot. No, I think if you're taking all things considered, first of all, maybe you don't start him because you say, okay, he's coming back from injury. Do I really want to put a guy in there that I know I'm going to have to take out, especially when you're missing someone like Lee Wynn. You're already kind of moving some pieces around in midfield. But we've, we've talked to people, and one of the things they really want out of Andre is stay central, find spaces, Find those spaces in the tightest spaces, even when people don't see them. Well, Yankee Stadium, that's yeah. not exactly the place to go out there and say, hey, hey, kid, go find your spaces in this uh, tiny little fishbowl of a stadium. Um, so I think that that's probably the right move, especially when you consider what's coming the next weekend. Yeah. An ability to give him, give him the... It's, it's opened up for him for this place. Yeah, give him the run out. Pressure's off a little bit to... And the opportunities there to make uh, more of an impact at home. When you made a great point before we started the podcast, to me, you like, confidence. You can't underestimate how much confidence yeah. plays a part in this. So why, why wouldn't you set your players up to succeed? I mean, that's the coach's job, right? right? And, re and remember, uh, confidence took a shot the very first time we saw him with the back pass against the Galaxy. And look, I don't care who you are. If you, that was your first, that's always going to be there for some time until you can clear that. And now this is an opportunity where you put him in a situation where he can succeed. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, coming back, I think everything. Coming back from injury, the, the fact that that's just a horrible, yeah. horrible field. I mean, you've got, you got to give him the best chance to succeed. And I don't think that that's an indictment of Andre's skill at all. That's just, that's just good management. We'll talk about depth when we preview the Real Salt Lake game because this is where the depth comes into view because and Real Salt Lake are going to be affected by their, their lack of depth. I think what yeah. we agree on, whereas LAFC should be able to cover the fact they're missing four guys, including two starters. Mm -hmm. This is a good spot for that, and we can see this is something they build in to have those guys. We'll talk about that shortly. I wanted to leave this about the New York uh, experience and the incredible effort by the LAFC traveling support uh, all the groups, supporters groups uh, in, that make up the 3252, and then those who came out. I was out as well in uh, New York. Uh, I saw Christian Lau, uh, Natalia. Uh, we, we, they were close by. I was going to see our guy Siegs, but he was too far down. And I had to watch the end of the Duke-Florida State game because that's where I went, Florida State. Uh, they didn't pull it out in the ACC championship, so I got a little sidetracked and kept it close to home. But not only seeing the, the Instagram and all the social media about them all about town, uh, and soaking in the St. Patrick's Day Festival or parade that was there, they were all in their greens, a lot of the green hats for the LAFC uh, attire. Hearing the songs through the TV was uh, incredible. All of them. Loud. Every one of the songs. You could hear it. It was like you're at home. Maybe a little bit dull in a bit because of the numbers, but the Diego Rossi song, uh, the jump for LAFC, one after the other. It was, it was loud and clear. Yeah. And I, I, I brought something up on my computer because I thought this was a great image. This uh, from, from Twitter is at Finding Nebula. She posts her hands afterwards saying, no drums allowed for the traveling support, which is usually happens yeah. for MLS. Her hands are just riddled with blisters because they were using the seats as their drums. Oh, so that's right. they find a way. Yeah. They just find a way. I mean, 200 to 300 supporters. You guys are the greatest. They took over New Inspiring. York. Inspiring. And the, one of the, the coolest things is to then see the New York, New York supporters give them kind of the daps back. Hey, yeah. you guys were loud. It was great having you. There's, Look, win in the stands. It's fun to go out there, have a good time, meet the away supporters. Look, 
the 90 minutes happens, cheer your heart out for your team. Then the game's over, you, you kind of hug again. We, we meet all again. We're all here for the same thing. Um, so I, I kind of love that. There's that little bit of rivalry, but at the end of the day, it's over. And hey, some daps to you. Thanks for traveling. Thanks for coming out. Members of the LAFC Luckies invited me out to Times Square to watch the Chivas America game. I uh, respectfully uh, turned it down. I was, like, I was not going to Times Square for that. You, you weren't going to just stay up 24 hours and party all in New York? No. no. I was a little sleepy. Couldn't even get Doyle or Warshaw to go out there with you? <laughs> That was good. Hey, I got to get, I, I, this, this segment's going on, but just to wrap up the New York experience, spending some time with the MLS digital folks, uh, I think they do a, an excellent job in what they, it was, you know what was great about it? It's like we talk so much about Major League Soccer. I was in a room where all these Major League Soccer jokes were being made that could not carry any weight outside of those four walls. But in there, people were laughing, you know, poking fun at some guys, or hey, or looking back at the history. And it was just, it, it was like the, it was our, the MLS nerd crew we were coming through with the comments about who was the worst less left back in uh, Miami Fusion history. We were just having a laugh. It was good fun. Those guys, uh, hats off. Thanks for inviting me. I enjoyed it, although I thought we were kind of a package deal, Max. <laughs> hey, we could. We could do take it by force. I mean, if I would have just shown up, what are we going to do? I guess maybe. I was thinking maybe we could put a camera and just do it out of L.A. and then we can kind of feed into their program. Yeah, we just Skype in. Yeah. I got you, Vince. We, we got, I got big plans for you. Yeah, just infiltrate first, and then yeah. we'll, we'll go. <laughs> and then take over. Yeah. <laughs> take, over from the in, take over from the inside. All right, so um, we'll talk about the RSL game, and then uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll have some fun a little bit later in the podcast talking about some music. I got a couple song titles coming out yes. from this. Not song titles, but thoughts about what we saw from the LAFC okay. guys. Inside LAFC. Make sure you subscribe and leave comments. Uh, it is available everywhere, so we can make this bigger and better, and this is going to... We're, I, I'm very excited about what we have in store, but I'm not sure I can tell you just yet. No. Tease. Back here on Inside LAFC, and we have some thoughts. Vince Rosa of uh, LAFC.com and Max Bros of YouTube TV. We have our first broadcast it's going to be the Real Salt Lake game. Very excited about that. Finally. And on YouTube TV, starting at 5.30, uh, we have LAFC Match Day. So all this great programming leading into the game. So if you want to get locked in, that's the way to do it. I'll probably promote that again a little bit ahead. I think I might a little cameo appearance for myself. In that yeah, well. get in there. Yeah. We have a lot of streams of content that we should all be. This is a great opportunity. If you get affiliated with a club, especially with uh, aspirations like this, it can be very visible. First rule of Los Angeles Hollywood, never say no to a gig. <laughs> Good thinking. Kids, remember that. So, Speaking of gigs, yeah. <laughs> Max Bredos on the national uh, MLS gig. Again, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm getting better about it, but I'm still just a little bummed. But it was nice to see you. I think you did a great job. Yeah. I, I love the, uh, someone tweeted out that you were maybe a little too, too professional. <laughs> But I get what he's. I guess what he's saying. They have this. Uh, this. They have a good vibe going. Where you know they have this easy conversation going about that. You just want to plug into that, and maybe my my ESPN days are like. Hey, what do you think about LeBron James? You know. I wouldn't say you were unprofessional. But what I would say is this. You, you had the guys chuckling a lot. A little bit of yeah. chuckleheads out yeah, there. Yeah, Max, you, you had them laughing. You were. Were jokes. you doing your your tight five? Your best five? Or what were you doing up there? I think my best joke uh, occurred. When we're going to talk about Mike Petke, how he said after Real Salt Lake lost five zip, and Real Salt Lake could be in a really bad patch depending on what happens this weekend. We're going to talk about this game in a little bit. He said the team should go out and bond and have a beer or, or what have you. 
And then I kind of said, well, you know, maybe they could wait till they got home and get the 2% Utah beer. And uh, they could I did like that. that. And they went, ha, ha, ha. They almost had That's no, an oldie but a goodie. They almost had no response because they were laughing too. Yes. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You had them chuckling and they had no, no quick retorts yeah. for you. You could have a cold one in D.C. on your way out. Uh, maybe a high volume double IPA or something. Or you could wait, get Salt Lake the 2%, and then you can have that conversation and be on your merry way. Maybe that's what he would want. I think Coke so. Pecky. <laughs> uh, but you know, we did the show and you preview it and then you watch games all day. And it was a long day because they had this Rapids Sporting Kansas City game that started at 9 Eastern time. So mm -hmm. we got in at like 2 and then, or like 1 and then the game started at 2.30, 3 with the LAFC game. And then just watched games. Yeah, well you got soccer. Watched a lot. Soccer to the max. Yes, I got a lot of Major League Soccer. Good little, good little pun I got there. The, and then you wrap it up at 11 Eastern and then got a couple hours sleep and on my way back. Well, what I, what I want to know is like, what, what was it like to just be wall-to-wall -wall MLS TVs with all those guys? You said there, there's inside jokes, but what about like, what's going on? Are they, are they really breaking down the game? Is, are people, hey, you're on this, you're on this? And then what are you doing? Are you, are you just, do you have a I, whip? Do you I, have a whip and you're no, just... No, I am... Do this, do this. I am just you basically... No, at that point during when you're watching the games, I'm just in the way waiting for food to get delivered. They have a lot of TVs. At the beginning, it was all on NASCAR. And I was like, why are we, what's with all the NASCAR? And then the funny thing is, um, it was because FS1 had NASCAR prior to the LAFC, New York City FC game. And then the TVs changed, but there's always a TV that was on a game that went on there. And one thing stayed forever. I believe it was also after the second Fox game, the FC Cincinnati, and it was on, um, and we saw the whole thing. And I kept watching it. It was John Force and the drag racing. Oh, so I, I, if you need any updates on the Gator Nationals, I can sort you out because I saw most. I always peeked up because it was an escape from some of the major, major league soccer if I needed for a, a brief second. I but like people are riding. People are really busy in there. It's like a it's like a bunker. They're pushing stuff out. I mean, everyone was very busy, with exception of me. I was there watching games, eating pizza. Well, you're in the belly of the beast watching all the games. So tell me what what was your thoughts of the weekend? Did you have any hot takes? Yeah, I mean, it was good to see uh, Cincinnati come out and be able to do Surprising, that. Surprising, right? Surprising. Uh, everything was great. The atmosphere, the one thing, and you know, I don't want to pick away here, but I was looking at the surface of that. I'm like, what's going on with the field? Yeah. It looked like, like something was going to come out well, of it. On the broadcast when they said, hey, they just put it in the field and normally you should wait uh, six to eight weeks for it to settle. I go, oh, okay, that's not Good, no. right? We're asking Six to for eight trouble. Weeks. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, when you see that, it. and you see a lot of art, weird surfaces, it doesn't fill you with glee. But um, it, it, it's good to see that they have something working there. And I think on the flip side, alarm bells, not quite ringing for Portland. They have time. They got off a slow start last season. They're waiting for their home. But I, I would imagine this is a team that's going to be pretty active because there is there's a, a, a dearth of talent. Right? Yeah. They, um, I looked at them against us. But and the I go, window Where? is, is yes. tightening, I would say, right? Yeah. Like Diego Valeri, although he seems to be ageless, um, he's getting old. And I know that they are looking for a DP striker because they just don't seem to be settled they on They were going for Eduardo Vargas, Chile, and that didn't happen. That would seem like a bit of a good move. Blanco is hot and cold and more cold than hot right now. But this is kind of what happens in the last season. They kind of got shellacked a few times and then. Severace said, okay, I can't, do, I can't do the wide open game plan, game model that I wanted. So he kind of retreated, retreated them back. They didn't have Diego Char, which that stat about them with and without Diego Char, I believe they, I think they've still never won a game when Diego Char has not played, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he reels them back a little bit. 
Um, maybe it's not going to be the prettiest football. People but go about Diego Char in a good way. And I like and I like him, and he's a great ball winner and stuff. But I mean, it's talked about like this. We're talking about Javier Mascherano, and uh, he's a good player. But yeah. you've got to. I think you have to be able to there's move be a, on without him if this is a situation. There's got to be a plan B because even yeah. if he's there, there's still going to be some kind of cliff edge that you're coming to, right? And maybe him starting to get double yellows and things like that. I mean, look, even if just the refereeing changes, I think that's yeah. bad for Diego Chara. I think a good thing about LAFC, you look at the Western Conference and there's a real opportunity to finish first. But right now, you just have to say that the best team in the West, Sporting Kansas City's there and they've been busy, but they have that potential. Uh, I don't want to outrule off FC Dallas, but they have to replenish things. And then Portland could be a really good team by season's end, but they might have to surrender enough points where they're not going to be uh, in the case. The only one, of course, is Seattle. And they that continue to be that impressive. Uh, of the group, and that could be the race. And remember, being in first carries a lot more weight. So this could be a fun race down the road. But Seattle looked the goods, and I think Jordan Morris, he looks enormous out there, just size and scope, like a yeah. big forward, which I, anyone would love to have, especially who is athletic and nimble and healthy. Knock on wood, we, we hope the best for him. And with him and Rui Diaz, you see a, a real option to get up on people and, and become a really good team. Yeah, that was my observation is how good Seattle is. And they come out of the gate flying every game. They seem to get a goal within the first five minutes of every game yeah. so far. And Jordan Morris, you know, the, a lot of talk was, well, how are they going to, he's going to move to wing. Is he still going to be able to score goals? I think my biggest knock on Jordan Morris is his first touch is not always great. But if you have him coming from outside to in, yeah. you've got that space to take that touch or just finish one time like he's been doing. And he's been phenomenal. And that whole team has decided, Hey, uh, you know, normally we turn it on around June 1st. What, hey, what if we try when the season starts? Not a bad idea. Yeah, uh, it's going to be good. Look, uh, you, they need good teams. And right now, Major League Soccer doesn't have those, those teams that kind of put a fear in you right now. They're good teams that are going to be better. Atlanta, obviously, but they, that's been a real labor yeah. to see them get anything going. I figure, look, there is a stylistic difference in how they're going to play but it's not working. Will it work? Probably. But right now, that's a, a team you go against and you say, we can get points off of them. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's... I mean, the East, the East is always top-heavy, right? They're, right. From top to bottom, The New York teams, good. Atlanta, Columbus, those that really class, but they are... And then there's a drop-off been, sometimes. Yeah. But with the West, you look at and you just say, there's just a lot of good teams. So that's why it's, it seems to be more of a dogfight out here. Although, maybe that's changing a little bit. I, I, I do think Dallas might sort some things out, but I, I mean, that's still a, a lot going on that year. Uh, Portland, we've already said, who knows? Maybe, the, maybe they will flip it around. I would, the one thing that would give me pause about Portland is if they can get a couple players and then they have that big run of home games. Yeah. Much like DC United a season ago, they could probably fix a few things. Maybe not get to the top of the West, but make a good run at it. I, they're not going to stand pat, but they need some help, and I'm sure they're going to be they're, they're diligently searching for that help, certainly by the next time the, they meet with LAFC, because that first game uh, didn't feel like the rivalry we saw a season ago. It felt like one-way traffic. Yeah, which was nice. It was great. It was, it was great like, to watch. It was after, very... I, I've got to say, after the sporting game, loved it. I loved the, the celebration, it going crazy in there, but sometimes you're just like, can we just get one where we're, like, we've done and dusted, wrap this up by the 70, 70th minute, 75th minute, and they did that. And that made life so much easier. Right, absolutely. The uh, San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, Still bad. Matias Almeida is brought in. I, I just don't know what's going to happen. And there's a game looming with LAFC in a couple weeks with the Earthquakes. But uh, this is a team that there's not much growth on the player front. Nor was there any reason to see it. It didn't really happen. 
but that's, I wonder where that's going to go because you have, Almeida is a very well-regarded coach, a guy who's coached, uh, has made a lot of money doing this and would be in demand in a lot of places, but it's not happening right now. I would assume he wouldn't take that job without assurances that he yeah. could move out, at least move out any players he did not find that were up to snuff. And I think you come in, you, you say, okay, let's get a good look at him. They say to him, hey, you got some time. You know, we don't expect you to win right now, but we want to, we want to brand ourselves. We want to have an identity. And then from there, let's start to move your guys in. So yeah, I would think that in this window or next, we're going to start to see a lot of cast-offs and a lot of new guys, a lot of his type of players come in because right now they just don't have the personnel. I mean, you're asking Magnus Eriksson to to one v one a whole match. I mean, he's not. He doesn't want to do that. Wondolowski, oh, misfit pieces. Man, Wondolowski will go out there. He will die for you. He's he's that type of captain, but he doesn't have it in his legs to to go one v one with guys. So he's going to have to get players in there that fit the system and get the guys that don't out or else they're going to be bad for a long time and I don't think he's not he's not the type to stick around if they're going to be bad for a long time. No many players you see there that you think could start for other teams. I mean Nick Lima who came through on the US camps, he looks the part a guy, very specialist a right back. Yeah. That might be it. Falco sometimes. See, they have a lot of players yeah. that on their day can play well and it seems like for the these first three games of the season for 25 minutes, these guys show up and then maybe the system wears on them or teams just kind of figure. Once you kind of figure out that they're going one-to-one, and if you can hold your nerve and, and meet that level, you can pass through them. San Jose, Northern California, I, I hope you do well because that's good to know that you're there. There's a, a strong bond with the L.A. club, certainly us here at LAFC as well. So we're pulling for you a little bit. No. Maybe not. I mean. <laughs> just a wee bit. Just get it. Get it. Come on. I'm just pulling to Come see on. Matias Almeida with that fantastic hair out I love, there. I, I, I like me some Almeida. And That's, Chris Armas mentioned, he goes, he's great for the league, but <laughs> he's got to have some good players to, to, be, to be watching over. Hey, why don't we, re, uh, when we come back, let's get, let's get into this Real Salt Lake preview. Yeah. All right. Let's L go deep. LAFC Real Salt Lake uh, in English, exclusively on YouTube TV. Catch us starting at 7 o'clock and that's the pregame show, all day programming. We'll get to that, LAFC RSL, and we'll have a little bit fun as we wrap up Inside LAFC. All right, back here on Inside LAFC, we're, we're, we're trying to get little segments here that we make regularly uh, on this podcast, and we have LAFC, hashtag LAFC PodFam. Podfam shoutouts. Podfam shoutouts. I mean, everyone loves shoutouts. That's I think the they number, do. The number they one do. thing that I hear people go, "Hey, I love the podcast. It's fun. You guys are fun." Hey, I heard you, you shouted out so and so. That's awesome. And they're kind of it's like a wink, wink. Like, hey, how can I how can I get in there? Is there another expression for shoutout that we should be able to use? I feel like there is, and I, I've racked my brain because I, I would like because there's a lot of people that do shoutouts, and you don't want to you know take their bit, but it seems like the only word you can I take know. for. It. But I'm trying to stop saying shout out, and I'm also trying to stop saying put your hands together. Yeah, put your hands together. You've got it's to kind of like, of. put your hands together. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. That expression always kind of riled me up. All right. Well, shout outs. Uh, I do want to shout out, you know, the LFC Pod fam. Let's start, let's start with one that's uh, with our, in our, a little really close to home, Walker Zimmerman's podcast, The Locker Room, launched last week. If you haven't already, if you subscribe to this podcast, you also get that podcast. Walker had Aaron Kovar on which ah. was fantastic. A lot of people uh, were... I've not listened to it yet, but I shall. You should, because a lot of people didn't realize that Aaron was not here when he decided to retire, and they kind of go over that. Uh, a lot of people, when, when word got out that he retired, were like, 
oh, what was that like? We, did he just not show up one day? Or No, no, no. He, this was a decision. And I think if you listen to the podcast, you'll see that it's, it wasn't something that he woke up one day and decided, hey, I'm just going to retire. So listen to that. Walker gives a, a unique perspective. And, a, is a, and Aaron has a, a very bright future. He's a, he's a, he's a bright guy, and he Smart has some dude. very good... I'm very excited to see what he has on, on his plate moving forward. Yeah, Tom himself piano. I mean, yeah. that, that alone just blows my mind. So take a look at that. Walker's really committed to doing it. We're going to do that. Uh, bi- is it bi-week? Is, okay, here we go. Bi-weekly. Does that mean once every two weeks or twice in a week? Really I should know this because I'm a, a journalist, but I don't know. It's, I think it's once every two weeks. Okay, bi-weekly. It will come bi-weekly. Walker's got some cool stuff planned. Uh, but hey, man, Walker Zimmerman does two podcasts a week. We're going to have to reel him back a little bit. Yeah, we'll get in trouble. I'll get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the Shoulder to Shoulder guys had Lord Commander, a guy that we've, uh, I've had the pleasure wonderful, of talking with. Wonderful, wonderful supporter. I love him. He's so, so respectful, as, as Lord yes. Commander would be. Yes. Um, but he gives you kind of a background on, on the name. Uh, basically, his roots go very deep in supporting soccer culture out here. So that's a good listen. Uh, the Heart of LFC guys, I listened to it on the way in. They broke down the NYCFC game. So if you want to listen to some more NYCFC game and, and get a, a different perspective, they've got kind of a cool angle on that. Uh, and then uh, the Defenders of the Bank. Yeah. They, they had a podcast. They also broke down. But I think the big thing here is JR, the scarf, is getting his own I scarf. I saw some of that. Wednesday, Wednesday at HQ, there's a new scarf coming out. This is directly from him. He has every single scarf we've ever put out sold and or given away. Not, not just the sold ones, literally the giveaways. Keep in too. mind, wearing scarves, it's starting to get warm in Los Angeles, so that is a, a real commitment. But uh, Defenders of the Bank guys, too, have been great. They're always there. I look forward to seeing everyone out there. Come and say hello. Uh, everyone at the stadium, we see you. Uh, if you're there, come by, high five, hug. If you're, not, if you're not at the stadium and you're listening to this, maybe you can watch it on YouTube TV. Uh, as we get our coverage off and running and our producer, Bernard Worrell and Ulysses Roman, done a great job. We have built, really excited about some of the, the, sh- the programs we have. There is a new show coming out called Faces of LAFC, and most of the shows that are on YouTube TV will have me on it in some way, shape, or form. This one does not have me. What? And it might be the best show. We- uh, <laughs> how do you have a show without the lead broadcaster? I was watching, and I go, this is really good. And I go, is it because I'm not in it? And it's not the case. It's just really you cool. You look. didn't say that out loud, though, right? You, I thought you, about it. Go, Man, this bar- show's really good. You buried it deep away because yeah. you didn't want to. I just thought it. Don't plant that seed in Bernard Taste. Taste of LAFC is exceptional. So those two are right there. Uh, they're all great shows. Uh, LAFC Black and Gold, where you can see this, this young man coming through, and we have a good chat. We'll have that as well, a new episode coming out on Saturday before the game. Francisco X Rivera will join us. Yep. and. Uh, we recorded that show. It's going to be pretty cool. We have some fun Max some and fun a referee. Parts. I am in a referee outfit. Get up. So we got you covered, man. Just put it on. Whether you're going to get into it or whether it's background noise. Yeah. YouTube Don't, TV. Get, get pumped up. The lead-in for the game. This is we've, We're making this now what a legit team channel should be with a lot of programming. And, and it's fun to watch. We get to see. I get to see all these things come in beforehand. So I'm excited about uh, it, too. Plus one is Rodolfo Landeros. And I'm really excited about having him. Uh, he works with Fox uh, during the World Cup, he walks for Fox Deportes. I think it's Fox, it is yeah. Fox Deportes. Um, uh, on a weekly basis, they do a lot of good stuff, including covering the Champions League, etc. They, uh, he's very in, in line with the Mexican press. Uh, he's working through that, so I'm curious to see what he's going to have to say about Carlos Vela and how he's been received in Mexico with what he's done. So this is going to be it's going to be a comprehensive show, and uh, I'm very excited about it. And then we're going to have to raise the bar the next time. 
And you might pop on. I might pop on from time to time, and I, I do love I love you, Max. But I've got to say, the plus ones are one of my favorite things that we do, and it's not because you never know it's, it's an be. extra voice. You just never know who it's going to be, and we get different perspective. Uh, you know, it's, it was good to see like Moadu out last time, Warren Barton. It's just a bunch of different people that run through. I think it's one of the cooler ideas, and I, I think some people are. I think there's some teams that are starting to steal it. I, I've, I've heard. Oh so yes, we won't, some, we won't we won't shout them out. Much yeah. But I'm I'm hearing that some people are also liking the idea a little. Too much. M- much it. like the Jonas Brothers kind of jacked the Portugal Demand song. That's that new thing. They said they kind of, maybe people getting jacked in the plus one. Yeah. Oh. How dare they? Speak there is two teams. I'm not going to mention them. Speaking it's of not, songs. It's not apples to apples. Yeah, but getting the music. Getting, okay, I'm going to start this week um, yes. about one thing I got an idea for that, you know, Eduardo Atuesta has become such an important part of this team, and even more so for this game against Real Salt Lake, as he is going, uh, he's really going to be locking it down without Mark Anthony Kay alongside him. Uh, Lee Wynn will see uh, what happens there. But he's becoming a, a very reliable person, so I think we've got we've to find something for him. Yeah. And I started saying, Eduard, 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 and then I started saying, Eddie. And then Eddie, I started thinking of, who would you think if I started thinking Eddie? Eddie Van Halen. Ooh. So <laughs> I was going to say Eddie, Eddie Money. No? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> so Eddie, uh, Eddie Atuesta, and I started thinking the Van Halen songs, and then I thought about Unchained. And I thought maybe we could sing that for him at the games, but if you ever heard that song, it goes, Chain, Chained, and nothing stays the same. Unchained, then you hit the ground running. So there's, I feel him finally becoming this featured player and hitting the ground running. It's also a great jam, so 3252, if you want to discuss this, maybe we could sing that at some point. I also thought about Carlos Vela. After he hit that, mm-hmm. this one, I kept humming um, Center Field by uh, oh, John Fogarty. John Fogarty. I, I don't the know best I part about Center Field by John Fogarty is when he would play it live and he had that baseball bat guitar. Yes! I mean, that, that's the only the thing The Beach that Life it. Festival, which is going to be great May 3rd or the 5th, they had a John Fogarty, but he can't make it right now, but there's still a great lineup. Um... But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I don't love it. That makes me yeah. sad. Yeah. I like that you brought lyrics into it because that kind of transitions into my pick. Although I will say, had Dio nailed that final uh, shot of the game, perfect song would have been New York Groove. Yeah. A little glam. I a little thought about that. New York Groove. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but when you tie, you don't feel so That's Ace Fraley, right? Well, Ace Fraley does a cover. I believe it's originally. Did you say Fraley? By... I thought it was Fraley. No, it's Fre- Ace okay. Fraley. How dare you? I think it's originally. Let's ask Ace. It's, yeah. He probably would come on, actually. He's got nothing else going on. <laughs> that would be incredible. Uh, one, I think the original is done by a band called Hello, which is a big band. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's very poppy. That's big right. glam band. I, I like the glam a little bit. T-Rex okay. fan myself. Big T-Rex fan. Hey, we're, we're very urgent here. I got a text because practice is wrapping up. We've got to oh. talk to the particulars. So let's move on really quickly. Uh, a preview rail Salt Lake. I think we yeah. did a lot through the podcast. This is a situation where I think some guys will get that look because of international duty. There's four players that are unavailable. And this is a Real Salt Lake team that just lost five to zip. Confidence is very low, and they're going to be decimated by international play. So you look at this, and this is a spot where LAFC should really get after it. Whether it happens, and at the end of the day, you just want to get a victory. But this is the team that knocked you out of the postseason, and that's going to carry some weight in some way, shape, or form. You know the guys are thinking about it. We were all there at Bank of California Stadium on November the 1st, and we all had our head in our hands and how disappointed we felt, and we remember that. So all of that comes into this. You you spin it up, you have a nice salad for Saturday. Yeah, this is the quintessential. If you can't get up for this game, what can you get up for? Because you you want a little bit of revenge. Yeah, it's not going to you know, quench that desire that you had from last season when they knocked you out. But 
you look at them, you want, to, you want revenge at your home when, the first time they're back. Then you look at the guys that they're going to be missing. Uh, and then the red cards, like the, it just keeps stacking up, stacking up. So this is the game where you go, man, you got to go for it. And if you're one of those guys that, said, that your number's now being called because a few guys are going to be away like Mark Anthony K, like Christian Ramirez, put yourself out there, man. Get out there. And the best way to do it is just hammer this team. Yeah. I mean, there's... There's this would nothing. be a real marker, and it's going to be very capable. Again, you're, you're missing some key players, but this is where that depth we talked about could come in a big role, and I think they're going to be ready for it, and it would be great to be home after they go the road for two games after this. Yeah, there's really no excuses, right? You can't say, oh, well, the field, no, the field's going to be perfect. They're not going to have their top lineup. you got to get in there, and you just got to get right on top of them from the get-go mm. because what happened last time, we tried to leave it late, and they were able to hold out by just parking the bus, so don't let that happen. Get out in front. Get the first goal. Get the second goal. Put it done and dusted. Those are the get things. Get the third. Get the third. Those <laughs> are the things that Bob wants them to do is make sure, hey, look, that game was 2-1. It should have been done and dusted. So this year, if we're taking that next step, then you've got to close out those games and just win the games you've got to win so you're able to coast. And like you said, go on the road, get healthy again, but do your, do your job at home first. Yes. And again, injured animal, which is Rail Salt Lake, they, they are an okay start. So this result, it may be an outlier it was just a crazy day, Wayne Rooney scoring three, and his assist, if you haven't seen it, on the fourth goal was one of the best crosses I've seen. Goal anyone. of the week and pass of the week. Pass of the week, this play. ball just levitated. It yep. was incredible. So uh, when you have a team that's that down, and they are good, they were a playoff team, they made it there, they're well coached, this is a guy who'll get them ready, they, they've had their 2% beer, they're gonna be ready to rock and roll. <laughs> so you out. can't overlook them, and I know that Bob and, and the group have the LAFC making sure about knowing that this is a team that can complicate things, but there is an opportunity there. And uh, we'll see if the guys grab it. Yep. All right. They have to. I mean, this is, I don't, we don't normally say this, but this is, there's no excuses. This is Ten a points win. out of four games, unbeatable. Yeah, fantastic. It would be a fantastic start. And I think we can, we probably dive into the, to the analytics and stats. I would say 10 points in four games almost assures you that you're going to be a playoff contender. Woo! Getting off to quick start always pays off. You're not, not going to put the, uh, put into second gear of the second half of the season. That's not on the books at all. No. All right, pal, we'll see you. We're going to be a very busy week. We'll get ready for you. Again, subscribe to Inside LAFC. Subscribe to all the LAFC pod family. And uh, we're here to serve you. And it's been, it's been great to be doing this for the last few weeks. And again, see you at the stadium or check it out on YouTube TV. Starting at 5.30 with all our great programming, LAFC Black and Gold, Faces of LAFC. It's going to be a great, great day. See you then. See you there.